Ladies and gentlemen, would you please rise for the playing of the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. And here's your host, Jana, and her big brother, Jeff. Well, this last week has just been full of craziness when it comes to uh, Major League Baseball. And honestly, just to you know, pull back the curtain a little bit, we, we record the show a couple of days before. Some days, like last week, it was Wednesday night. We posted on um, Thursday, as and I do the um, I do the editing. Just go through, make sure everything's dude. Add in our our little um, production elements and things like that. Make sure that the uh, the prize wheel sound, the wheel, is uh, ready to roll and all that stuff for the wheel of IL. And um, as I'm doing that. My phone has just got all these things, and I happen to look, and um, I had been watching the Angels game on my phone while I was editing, and I noticed that Perry Manassian was on there, and that stopped everything, and I had to watch because he's never on post game, so I had to watch. We'll talk more about what he had to say and what's going on with the Angels once we get to the Angels segment. Uh, we have a new Little League World Series champion. So we'll talk about that, and of course we'll see what's happening when uh, the Dodgers uh, and the Red Sox have like a family reunion, uh, along with uh, an update on the wheel and other things. And I think uh, there's a list of guys who have been released from their teams, and uh, we'll probably go through all of that as well. So um, don't forget, you can find us on uh, Twitter, X, at Sibling Rivalry BB without the A. And on Instagram and Facebook at Sibling Rivalry BB with the A. And our website is SiblingRivalryBB.com. And if you want to get some uh, great gear from uh, from any of your favorite teams, regardless of the sport, uh, check out our Fanatics link. And you'll be able to, uh, to get whatever you want. Or it's getting to be, uh, we're just a few months away from holiday season. You can start looking and seeing about uh, getting, whether it be birthdays or uh, early, get those early gifts out of the way, Christmas gifts out of the way, so you don't have to bother uh, once you get close to the holiday season. Uh, let's, uh, let's head out to Williamsport. The last time we were uh, talking about the Little League World Series, we were a couple of games away from the finals. Had, uh, you know, who was going to find, who was finally going to get in there? We know Asia Pacific was going to end up playing Caribbean. We didn't know Caribbean was going to make it at that point. They had to get past Mexico. Uh, we also didn't know who was coming out of the, uh, the U.S. bracket. Uh, the West had to play. Uh, the, um, they played the Southeast, Stella and the Fellas. And they put them away. And then they had to play the Southwest, which had beat them previously from Needville, Tennessee, Texas, I mean, uh, Needville, Texas. And the West was able to put a stop to them. And they ended up facing off with the Caribbean, Curacao, uh, in the uh, in the finals. And uh, really an interesting game at the end. I want to talk about... Louis Lappy, this kid's 12 years old and he's six foot one. 
Is that how tall he is? I knew he was tall, but I didn't realize he was that tall. He is six he's, foot yeah, one. I'm, I'm he six hit, two. He's almost as tall as I am. He's, he hit more home runs than any player at this year's Little League World Series. And his fifth one was the icing on the cake. It was the final swing that was needed for so El Segundo. Most of the game, the the West had control yes um when i finally got a chance to to look into it uh to watch the game it was already in the fourth inning i thought it started a little bit later so it was my fault um but it was um by the time i got to it it was four to one but uh el segundo had um jumped out to a two nothing lead in the first inning and it just seemed like they were controlling it no no issues uh, they had a five to one lead going into the fifth inning when um, the kid who was pitching and I don't remember who he, what his name was, but he had hit. Um, I think I don't remember if they took him out because he'd hit his uh, max number of pitches, which is um, 85 mm-hmm. or, um, you know, what had happened. But they ended up loading the bases. They had one kid who came in and was uh, was doing okay, but then he got pulled out because he said he had soreness in his arm. Oh, no. And he couldn't, uh, couldn't you know, he just said hurt. So he, We're going to have uh, a little leg uh, wheel. Yeah, right? <laughs> so he goes out and plays the outfield or whatever, but um, he's, uh, so he's out. Well, the kid that replaced him, something about when that kid got to the mound, I said, this is not going to work out well. No, I don't know why it was just, you know, just had this feeling. And sure enough, uh, his, the uh, Curacao's uh, one of their better players, uh, Nasir El Oasis or Oasis. I'm not sure how you say his last name um, comes to play. Max Baker was the name of the pitcher. And he hits a grand slam. And at that point tied up yeah game tied craziness is ensuing in williamsport because now you're going into you know they got the bottom of the fifth at that point um they had uh, had they not scored any runs the game would have been over bottom of the sixth any or the top of the sixth uh anyway so it's tied up then five to five and uh the um the the el segundo uh, doesn't score anything in the bottom of the fifth. Top of the sixth, they hold the uh, the Curacao to no runs. And like you said, first kid up uh, launched one. Lucas, uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Lewis. Lewis, Lappy, takes it. And it, the minute he hit it, uh, and I was at uh, I was out at a restaurant at that point watching the game on there just conveniently and the whole the whole area that was watching um erupted because that was it but you yeah. knew it was out he knew it was out yeah he did and uh, the walk-off and uh gives california and the west the championship this uh is uh the 39th little league world series title for the united states um 
Chinese Taipei has 17. Japan has 11. They're second and third. Uh, this is the 24th time California has been in a championship game and now has won eight times more than any other team in the U.S. This is the first time since 20, uh, 2011 that uh, a California team has won. Yeah, and this California team, I think you mentioned it, but, you know, what they had to do to get to this game, they won five consecutive elimination games. And, uh, yeah, this is crazy. This is the most California um, has the most of any state since the championship began in 1947. And uh, Brody Brooks and Louis Lappy, they batted uh, 647, the two of them, across California's seven games. Brooks led all players with 12 hits and tied a Little League World Series record with 13 runs scored. And uh, besides the five home runs, Lappy paced all players with 10 RBIs. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, now the thing is, is, uh, is this, is this the end of his, his, uh, his glory? I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. You know, we, last week you talked about Joey Gallo and, uh, Bryce Harper being on a little league team and, uh, both from Las Vegas. Could we see the same pitchers of Brody Brooks and Lewis Lappy together? while they're playing in the little league classic. That would be cool. And, and how tall will Lewis Lappy be? Seven, eight. That's He'll be the true. tallest man ever. Not only, <laughs> not only to play baseball, but in the world. In He'll the world. Be, He'll be in the Guinness book of world records. His, his knees will be where most guys chest are. Where is the Nobody's, strike zone? There is no strike zone for <laughs> Lappy. Anyway, so that's it. Till next year, we will, uh, they get to to be the champions. They had a parade there on Main Street in El Segundo. Uh, People were very excited for their team as well. They should be. And the coach even said, hey, you know, because they're doing all this different stuff they've been invited to do. He goes, well, if the White House invites us, we'll go there too. Yeah, no problem with it. Yeah, this wherever you want us, we will be We're there. We're more than happy to go and celebrate this victory. And I'm sure those kids are too, because they're probably getting ready to go to school. No, they they went so. they went from there directly into school. Oh yeah, so school they, already started. It's not like uh, in the, the old days where it didn't start till after Labor Day. Right. Yeah. It they started mid mid August, so these kids are coming in, but they come back conquering heroes. Yes. It's not like the other kids who maybe got beat early on and we're like, oh, you didn't even win. They win it and uh, we get to uh, to live it all over again next year. Last week, I kind of messed up because angels were supposed to be first. We swap them back and forth. But there was something that we were talking about and I thought about it and it just led right into the Dodgers for me. This week... I almost feel like we should do the Dodgers because it might just be easier to do them, get them out of the way. Before we talk about the craziness that is the Angels right now, um, it is, I, I don't even know where to begin. Let's go back, right? Yeah. So let's go back. I, I mentioned last Wednesday night, getting ready to get uh, last week's episode 
uh, published or, or scheduled. And I happened to notice that Perry Manassian was on the uh, post-game show after after the game. And I thought, oh, what is he on there for? And, you know, on one side, you're like hoping that he just said, yeah, we just uh, signed Shohei to a uh, long-term extension or something like that. But no. He was breaking bad news. Which is Wednesday for the Angels. Every <laughs> Wednesday. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It's bad news usually. Are you going to the bad news uh, news conference? Yep, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm up for that. Uh, so I think we talked about that. Um, um, well, we didn't talk about it because that was this week's games. But the Angels um, had uh, uh, Shohei was pitching versus the Reds. We'll talk about the games in a minute. But he's, he's pitching against the Reds. And um, like in early in the second inning, so I think he had uh, he'd made it through the first inning. I think he had faced one, maybe two batters in the second inning, and he calls out. Everybody says, "Hey, I got a, I got pain in my elbow," and so they go, "Okay." So they do their things. The trainers go out and feel around like they're going to tell, <laughs> and then. He comes out of the game, uh, and we don't really hear anything other than still arm fatigue. Don't really know what else is going on. Say, okay. Second game, he's out as the designated hitter. So you're kind of thinking, okay, whatever it was, wasn't that big of a deal. No, it was a big deal because Shohei has a tear of the ligament there in his elbow, which although it has not been decided yet, will probably require a second Tommy John surgery. Yeah. That pesky UCL. And you know, he's had arm fatigue for, I don't know, a month. Uh, a month. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. You know, okay. You know, dehydration, He's been doing a lot, pitching more than he's ever pitched. Right. But nobody said, you know, hey, get a scan. Now, they being, you know, Perry Manassian and the Angel said, well, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to get one. And that is very, you know, that could be really, that could be true because you could see a player saying, I don't, I don't want one. I'm just going to keep playing. And then. When it, if it happens and I'll get one. So Phil right. Nevin even, and you know, whether I'm, I'm sure that there's truth to this, but whether he's saying something to protect, because at this point that news only came out because the world was coming down on the angels. How could you not better protect your investment here or what you want? Or no, how can you not protect our Unicorn, our player, right. our Otani. He's uh, our Shohei. He's right. ours. He's a national treasure. And they not didn't your protect show. Him. He's not my show. He's our show. He's our show. 
That's right. And so, yeah, so the angels were getting flack a lot. They were getting a lot of it. So they release. Now, a lot of people are like, well, I'm sure they didn't release this without talking to Shohei and his agent. The word is, is that they, you know, early on with the finger cramp. Remember the finger cramp? Right. They offered to do the scan after that. Well, Phil Nevin came up later and said, it's not unusual for a player to say, no, I'm feeling good. There doesn't feel like there's anything wrong. There's no need to do it. And that seemed to be the case. And think about it. He was having issues, but still pitching well. That Right. But the he's angels, a unicorn. Right. The angels said that um, until that game, uh, that Wednesday game, that was the that was the very first time they'd heard anything about elbow issue. So, you know, that that really uh, opened it. Not going to pitch the rest of the year. Um, I wondered if part of his issues were that he's pitching more than he ever had before. And we see that when players, they get through the year, they've never played this many games. They start to slow down. They start to have issues. Um, you know, uh, Can he come back from this? Yeah, probably. There's a lot of conversation. He's going to continue to DH at least for the rest of this season. And he's going to, um, and then somewhere along the way, we'll find out if he's going to get uh, the, uh, the second Tommy John surgery. Now from reading a lot of medical experts, they say if he wants, because apparently after a second, one, your odds of recovery or regaining form are much lower than they are after the first one. And a lot of them were saying there's nothing saying he can't make it back. I mean, Manassian even said it numerous. If there's one guy who can overcome all this and regain form, he's the guy. I wouldn't bet against him. But a lot of them, more than one or two, and these are guys who are not directly connected to the angels um they all say the same thing and it makes sense to me is that if he's going to have the second surgery to have it and set out entirely next year not just dh only they're saying that for it to be the recovery to be full-on um to help get him back he should do nothing other than the regular rehab, because swinging the bat still puts pressure, still does, you know, causes moment in there that could cause it to be, um, uh, to not heal uh, at a hundred percent. And he could end up having this issue again. And then that'll be the end of his, uh, his two way player status. At that point, he'll then probably start looking at being an outfielder, which he did play in Japan, or a first baseman or something like that. So they can continue to use his bat, but other than being a DH, cause he wants to play both sides. So. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just, that was tough news for not only obviously for angels fans, but for all baseball fans, it was like everything stopped. Nobody cared about the games that were happening. Who their if their team won, nobody cared. It was all about what can I find out about Shohei. Yep. 
Yeah, it really was. It was, um, and it, it was that, you know, you know, I've, I've asked many times here, is it the game or is it your team? And I was devastated by the fact that Shohei, by, for two things, he doesn't get to finish out this historic season and see what he really could do. That's one thing for his case. But the question that I realized was, was that I'm a fan of Shohei and what he could do. I don't care what team he played for. I would, I would enjoy watching him play baseball. And then it led to the question. If my team that I tend to root for no longer existed, if they contracted uh, baseball down to 28 teams or something, 26 teams, would I stop watching baseball? But I, I can't watch it if it's my team's not playing. And I realized the, the answer is no. If the Angels cease to exist, probably better for the league if them and a few others were no longer part of the league and we had less, we had more, less teams with more talent on each team, uh, including Shohei. So, yeah, I was disappointed in that. Uh, you know what? That really took the sting out of getting swept by the Reds. Because uh, that's what happened. Um, well, nobody remembers, right? No, it's I, like I, the Red Series. I don't. Who remembers that? I don't remember that. What nope. happened? And in that, in the second game of the uh, doubleheader, the um, um, Ellie De La Cruz was over making sure that uh, Shohei actually existed. <laughs> yeah, to, that's the best it. pitcher. I love it. That was right. the best. You can see that on uh, when we announced uh, last week's um, last week's episode. Uh, that was a picture that we used. Got so, anyway, they they end up uh, like I said uh, getting swept, and it wasn't like they were close games. They weren't really close no. games. Maybe uh, the maybe the first one I think was the closest. It was you know they lost four to three, but. Yeah, that was it. And the first game, the really the first game was postponed. It was supposed to be on Monday, but Hillary took care of that. Yeah, they didn't. I think we talked about it, that there's no drainage in the outfield in yep. Anaheim. There's a lot of stadiums where they have drainage out there because they're used to this. You know, the rain, we don't have that so much. No. Uh, so they don't really have to do that. So they they needed the things to dry out and, and work around all that. So they did that. Um like I said, got the sweep, uh, the Reds, you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot. So they, uh, they, you know, the Angels helped them. Now, I did think that the Angels needed a trip. They needed to leave, but they needed to go see a team that really isn't playing well. It's playing worse than they are, you would think. But that doesn't mean anything. When you're playing bad, let's see what happens uh so they go to new york to take on the mets and um yeah this one actually it, it made you feel a little better by the time friday night got here the angels and the mets you see that shohei you've gotten a little more um you've the shohei news has settled in a little bit more you've got a little more information about what happened and what's going on and the angels come out and win three to one Shohei goes uh one for two gets walked 
three times in that game, one of those being a base on ball, intentional base on balls. And the crowd, as you as usual, because this happens in all parks, uh, they boo their their pitcher for, <laughs> for right their, their team. They booed their team, which is and oh. they were booing Kodai Singa. I know who pitched well overall. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't uh what did Kodai Kodai went um six and two thirds, only gave up two runs of the three. So, you know, he struck out 10, so he didn't have a bad outing. Um, you know, almost seven full innings. Sandoval pitched pretty well, only gave up the one run over six innings. And, you know. Yeah, the t- threw 107 pitches. Right. Um, that was his uh, most since his career high of 115 on Jan- uh, January, yeah, July 30th, 2021, More when he was in his he backyard. Played. <laughs> but you Play know backyard ball we didn't down mention, under we didn't mention this during that same red series mike trout came back and yes then, we didn't because he didn't really come back he he didn't come back it was in that first game came back and then he promptly went back so if you if you, i don't know how many people watch the Angels games or Dodger games or whatever team. But if you were watching that game, think about when you're at work and somebody that you work with has been out sick or they come in and they're sick. They have a look on their face, that sick face look. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like they're they're back, but they're not really back. back. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of got the bags under their their face is sagging. Their face is fat, sagging. They're able to come back because they haven't had a fever. They haven't, you know, whatever. But they, they're still know. not feeling well. Right. They're not 100%. And so when I saw Mike Trout, number one, before I even saw him out there, I knew it was too soon based on what I'd been reading, what he said, what the team said. It wasn't time. But they went ahead and activated him. He came in. The only reason that he got a base hit was a misplayed ball by like the third baseman and the shortstop. So by the time the shortstop got the ball, uh, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't get him. So it wasn't like he, you know, had a standard single or, you know, an extra base hit. You just knew something was wrong. And next day or the day after that, he went actually the next day, that night almost yeah, went back onto the IL for the 10 day, and honestly, I don't expect to see him again. Um, if if anything, I mean, I know he's going to want to play. And if he feels good, he'll come back in September. But I'm wondering right now, when we get to some other news, if having him just set out the rest of the year is not the best option at this point. Yeah. But I had uh, to mention that because we are in New York now and we forgot about Mike Trout. And, yeah, well, you know, that's Mike okay Trout, because we... <laughs> He's kind of has been forgetful this year, this season. And see, I that one I feel a little bad about, a little bad about, is because Mike Trout's always, you know, been a solid player there over his career. So yeah. forgetting about him coming back for a game and that he's still not quite ready is one thing. Um, if you'd have pulled me back there for Rendon, I would have terminated your connection and finished the show <laughs> by myself. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing is, uh, I would never do that. And I don't, uh, and we know trout is not at the same caliber of, uh, I L, um, eliteness. I think, we, I think we should just start Rindone. using, I think we should start using that. Uh, he's on the Rendon list. Oh yeah. The will of Rendon. <laughs> That's he is. Uh, he has been, you know, I think I keep saying he's, it's like he's he's been paid somewhere in the neighborhood of about seventy five million dollars to be on the disabled list or the injured list. I'm sorry. Um, he's seventy five million dollars just to be on the injured list. That doesn't he's he's the money he's made from actually playing is so much less. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think that we should start when. Like, hey, uh, you know, you're watching a game and you're like, what happened to, you know, what happened to him? Why isn't he playing? Oh, he's rendoned. Right. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. He's rendoned. <laughs> anyway, so the Angels, uh, the Angels take uh, the first two games on Saturday. They're able to uh, to take a 5-3 lead. They scored all their runs in the first and the second inning. The fourth inning, um, I'm sorry, the second inning was a four-run inning, and uh, they were able to hold on. Uh, Luis Renjifo, uh, well, it started with uh, Mickey um, uh, Moniak uh, with a home run. Uh, Trey Cabbage had doubled, scored on a single from Renjifo, who, by the way, Renjifo is the MVP right now of this team. Yeah, I don't think he has been on the IL at all. And uh, a lot of people think that he is made of titanium because he's just doing it all out there, which is not unusual for Renjifo. No, and it takes him a little bit, it seems like, to get going. But once he's there, the same thing happened last year. As he got yeah. towards the end of the season, he was then able to like pick it up and... You know, yes, overall, Shohei is still the MVP of the team for all that he's done. But Renjifo has been a solid piece. And Oh, uh, yeah. I know. think something, uh, someone that you probably, you know, is, he's just there, does his job. You know, he's doing it. He's doing the things that he needs to do, helping his team, kind of the, um, kind of the forgotten ball player. And that's that's what I kind of like to see the guys who are just out doing their job. Um, you know, they're not they're not uh, you know for as much as as you like the skill set or you appreciate somebody, let's say like Fernando Tatis Jr. There's times when you know his stutter step thing or some of the ways he acts. You don't have to be humble. Reggie Jackson wasn't humble, but Reggie Jackson didn't do pull some of the shenanigans that he hit his home run. He ran around the bases, had head held hot. But anyway. And I don't think that he ever got ringworm. No, I don't think so either. Okay. And if he did, it was uh, kept quiet. <laughs> anyway, so the Angels uh, walk away at the 5-3 to three win. Um, Shohei with a triple in that game. Yeah, double, triple. So, and then we get to, uh, we get to the finale. Uh, it was the breakfast game. They're on Peacock and, uh, unfortunate because I don't have Peacock anymore. 
uh, my free trial of for a year through my cable company ran out. So I don't have it. Um, so I just uh, checked in on the score. Yeah, I don't think he missed anything. No. Well, I missed Rinhifo's home run. Yeah. But that would be pretty much the extent of it. Chohei was over. Drury, who's also been uh, playing solid, over. Uh, Grichik, we'll talk about a little bit more in a second. One for three. Uh, Moniak, one for four. But overall, yeah. No, wasn't. Uh, wasn't it? Now, I did mean to mention something from the day before. Um, an oddity happened. Daniel it's an oh, okay. That's not the oddity. Go ahead. Because I got <laughs> hit a home run. Oh yeah, yes, it, he did. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs. Mm-mm. You would think he would hit more than he does, but nope. No. I think that's his like twelfth on the season or something like that. Maybe seventeenth. No, twelve. That was his twelfth. So. Uh, what was your oddity? I think my oddity kind of sums up the angels. Chase Silseth is on the mound in right. game two. And um, I don't who was on I think um Jeff McNeil was on base, Francisco Lindor was on base, and I don't remember who was up at the plate hitting uh, for the Mets, but um, it's just a... Hey, when did that happen? That was so Saturday. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong game. Um, when did he get hit? Um, so probably... Hold on. It was, uh, it was the, it was the fourth inning. Mm-hmm. Um, Two, three, and four, and Vogelbach was at the plate. Okay. You've got um, Lindor was on second. McNeil was on first. Yeah. And then uh, Vogelbach hits that ground ball. Well, no, no, he didn't do anything. Oh, he didn't do anything. That's right. They were going to do double steal. They were trying to double steal Lindor. That's right. uh, Lindor didn't get the the message, I guess, the same because he didn't take off. And at one point, McNeil's almost to second base. Lindor hasn't broke. And they caught him. That's right. Problem is, Ohapi showed he's a rookie. And instead of throwing to third base and then back to second because they could have gotten one of them, he throws to first base. I don't know what he was thinking. Did he did he think he could just tag the base and McNeil would be out? No, you'd have to get it second. Well, Trey Cabbage, another rookie, throws across the field to to third base to see if they can catch Lindor. And he hits Chase Silseth in the side of the head. Yeah, and that is that encapsulates the angel season right there. Right. If any, if any team, this is going to happen to the angels are <laughs> it. Um, still Seth like runs like three or four more steps. And then the momentum, I guess, took him and then he hits the ground. Uh, they did get him up and walk him off the field. Uh, he was holding the side of his head, took the ball right there. Luckily it, you know, cause they always say if you hit things in the temple, just right. 
it could cause major damage or death from what I always remember. Yeah. And it's like it hit him in that general area. Um, and uh, it, it, I guess that night he went to the, he was at the hospital. Uh, they released him that night thinking it's okay. But uh, just to give, you know, to steal from the IL, he did uh, end up going on the IL. Yeah. So. And I think the whole thing was, it's just a confusing the whole play, like what the Mets were trying to do double steal. Um, what, you know, Lindor was confused. Oh, hop. Oh, um, hope he was. Oh, Hoppy was confused. I mean, they, everyone was confused. And then still Seth gets beamed in the head. That's that. Right. <laughs> there just, it wasn't, there wasn't, um, fundamentally clear baseball on either side. And no. it goes to show you what the issue is for both teams. That's true. Yeah. So I guess that really just, it's not just, I mean, it happened to the angels and it does, like I said, I think it kind of summarizes the angel season. Uh, but it also, um, was appropriate that they were playing the Mets when that happened. Right. Yeah. Another hapless team as it is, uh, by the way, Vogelbach ended up flying out, uh, yeah. after all of that happened. Well, and I wonder if Ohapi, if he, Thought, I mean, maybe he just ends an instinct, you know, you throw to first thinking that Volgobach did something, even though yeah, but he why, didn't why do anything. He, I don't that's know. the thing. He should have gone to third base. Right. And or even second base mm-hmm. throwing to first is obviously what what got to this one. Cabbage now, you know, cabbage didn't throw at Silseth. Silseth. No. <laughs> just happened to be in the, in the way of things. But I think Silset thought that the ball was going to go to second base. Um, and, but he wasn't, all that tells me is Ohapi wasn't aware of what was going on. Right. Yeah. Nobody, I don't think anybody was aware. Obviously. No, but, but of anybody that should have known Ohapi because he could see it all in front of him. Right. And he's the catcher. He pretty much when you're the, you're kind of the captain of the field. Right. You are the captain of the field because you can see everybody of out everything. there. You're the only one looking out. Right. Everybody else is looking in. That's right. So if there's stuff going on and one of the players, you know, the second baseman is paying attention to what's happened in second base and doesn't realize what's going on at third or whatever. But at that point, the other thing is somebody in that infield should have been hollering third base, third base or something yeah. like that. They, yeah. they have a hard time. Um, communicating. You see yeah. it a lot with the Angels. Um, anyway, the uh, the Angels do uh, win the series. They take two of the three, and uh, and heading back uh, heading back to Anaheim um, after a stop in Philadelphia and Oakland. So they're not getting back home anytime soon. They still have two more stops, but they're going to play Philadelphia. And if you remember last year when they played Philadelphia. That was kind of when everything turned around for Philly. They had fired, um, fired Girardi. That's all right. That's right. And then, and then they beat the Angels. Came from behind to beat the Angels, and they went on their run and ended up in the World Series. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens. They they're already, uh, you know, shooting for a playoff spot. We'll talk more about how things have changed with the wild card and with the standings when we get to around baseball. Now, some news that we got, we already told you that Mike Trout uh, was off for a couple of hours and then right back on. It's like when you get off a restriction when you're a kid 
and then you immediately go do and and I have personal experience with this. You go out and you do something. You're off restriction for like an hour, hour and a half, and then you do something that lands you right back on restriction. <laughs> right. He had a few yeah. hours or an hour of freedom. I, I'm, you know, I'm surprised that uh, I wasn't like, uh, you know, okay, we're going to give you 30 minutes of free time and then you're back on resume, but I haven't done anything yet. Yo, but you will. Yeah, you will. And they were that's right. Why, I, and that's why, you know, dad, uh, you know, whether, you know, grandma would have admitted that to, she probably would have admitted to it, but you know, he said every day he woke up, he got a spanking every morning when he woke up because grandma knew he was going to do something that day. And that both, way she just took care of it. <laughs> both him and, uh, and his brother. Right. <laughs> and his brother. So it was like, I know you're going to do something. This will be in your future. We'll just do it now. <laughs> Isn't that like one of those movies where, you know, they got like the time cop kind of thing where they come back to stop people from committing crimes <laughs> yeah. in the future. That's kind of, grandma was the, was the prototype. That's that. right. She was the She's inspiration. I'm giving that. you a beating this morning for whatever <laughs> you're about to do later. That's right. Uh, they would Who come knew? back in time and uh, and just put you in jail. Like, but I didn't do anything. But you will. <laughs> but you will. She was so ahead of her time. She was. <laughs> she was a trailblazer for sure. Um, <laughs> the angels have uh, have decided to make some changes and uh, wholesale changes of that and it makes a lot of sense because i think they've realized they're not going anywhere you know technically they're not out of it but we don't know when trout's coming back we know that we don't have shohei on the mound anymore we don't know how long silseth may be out now and uh so the angels have gone on and released some players i was just um told before this uh this started this recording started i was uh surprised with this information i know i wish i would have saved it because this is like crazy when i saw it i was like what so the angels have released lucas giolito and relievers matt moore and ronaldo lopez and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichik. So you figure three of those are, were just, they just got them. They haven't even been angels a whole month. Nope. Uh, Renfro, I'm not really surprised by, but then again, I would have thought, well, maybe because he, he comes around and, uh, you know, he has his moments up and down. I but, think out of the... The ones that kind of surprise the one name that does surprise me because he hasn't he was on the IL, which you know that that's not unusual, but he's come back and he has looked pretty good as Matt Moore. Yeah. So I think uh I think you use the term salary dump. I think they realize um the nice thing that they did here is they released these guys who have that are decent players. You know, yeah. it's and they released them in such a time that by uh, so on the day that you're listening to this for the very first time, this particular episode, if you listen to it right when it comes out on Thursday, uh, these guys will all be uh, available to be claimed. And um, 
it gives them time to be claimed by, um, well, they hope they're claimed by a team that is in in the playoff hunt. Uh, so, uh, cause if you're not on a, on a uh, roster by the 1st of September, then, uh, you're, you're not eligible for, uh, for postseason play. Yeah. So think about, it's going to be quick. I'd like to see, you know, how quick these guys go. Um, if somebody, you know, these playoff teams that we'll talk about in the, around baseball, because it Friday is. September 1st. Uh-huh, right? it is. <laughs> right? We start a new month tomorrow. A new month, the final month, the final full month. Right. Of, of baseball. That's crazy. I, I think we're getting to the point where it really is late. Yeah. <laughs> right. How late is late? Yeah, I think, I think, I we, think got we can there. officially say. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, you know, we'll see. You know what they're going to do, but it sounds to me like they're let's get rid of these folks. Let's get start setting up for uh, our off season. Um, you know, even asking, um, you know, even getting set to offer Shohei something. And the question is, with Shohei, will there be uh, a deal um, for for like a one year deal? While he's rehabbing and all that stuff, what's going to happen with that? You know, Ken Rosenthal wrote an article in The Athletic talking about how he's still uh, a $500 million player. And I think he's still worth more. He's still a draw, still brings in a lot of people. And when you can get him back and normal, whatever he's doing, um, I think that uh, I think that he's he's definitely going to be worth that in the long run. He's great for baseball. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think that his value and it has, it's not, it has not deteriorated with this news. Um, he's still hitting, he's still, he's still out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, Rosenthal's right on point with that one. I don't think it's not like, Oh, he's going to be, we can get him for pennies. No, that's not, (laughs) it's not how it works. Yeah. I would only say that maybe the first year out, he might take less. And either do a one-year deal or sign a long-term deal and just, you know, but any team that's got him, you got to know there's a potential he might not play next year. Right. I think he's going to push himself, but I hope he doesn't because I'd like to see him come back and be able to finish his whole career as a true two-way player all the way through. Yeah, and I don't, I think that, Part, you know, knowing uh, the teams, knowing that, yeah, there's potential he's not going to be, that he would be out for that whole season. I don't think that's going to, that's not going to deter anybody. No, bird in the hand, right? Yep. So after all this Angels talk, all this craziness, is there a player of the week? No. <laughs> now, I have a player of the week, and it's not that he did, you know, great things, but. I just really like his name, Nolan Ryan Shanuel. Well, yeah, and he was my uh, he was my player of the week. What two episodes ago? I think something like that. So I'm just going to make him my player of the week because he has a really cool name. Yeah, he uh, he. I think he didn't he set out a couple of games with a uh, with a stomach bug or something like that. And yeah, but so. I mean, in the four games that he played. He hit in every game. 
Yeah, he's been he's been playing well every game. Not bad for a kid that just got drafted out of college, you know, in mid July days ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. So pretty. Uh, yeah, he's been doing pretty well, and uh, hopefully he's able to maintain that. And then at that point, maybe the Angels will release C.J. Crone. It's time for Dodger baseball. Well, I forgot about players of the week for the angels, because I think we're kind of at the silver linings portions of that. But what (laughs) I can tell you is, is it's hard to not find not just one, but multiple players of the week, usually with the Dodgers. Uh, There's just so many things going on and guys look like they are hall of famers some days that you wouldn't expect. Uh, There are guys on there that are going to be hall of famers, no matter what the Dodgers uh, left the ravine and uh, headed to Cleveland, and, um, well, they didn't really look like Hall of Famers in this first game for players no. of the week. They did not. You know, it's unfortunate because Bobby Miller was on the mound and had a good outing. I think he's kind of come back to form. He had a little, you know, I don't know, maybe an adjustment period, maybe whatever it was, but... He's on the mound. He goes six and a third. Um, he does give up six hits for runs, but it was Caleb Ferguson who comes in and gives up three runs. And the Guardians go on to beat the Dodgers eight to three. So not, not what Dodger fans were expecting. Now, I, I do have to say um, Mookie was two for three uh, with a, a double and a couple of stolen bases. Will Smith did hit a home run. So the top three all contributed somehow. Freddie had a had a hit and a stolen base. So and all well, off of their good friend, Noah Syndergaard. Right. I was just I was just going to say um, and he didn't look too bad. I mean, he looked no. better than any other time that he had pitched for the Dodgers. You know, six innings, went six innings, gave up four hits and three runs, did give up a home run. But yeah, it's like, maybe he likes, you know, being in Cleveland. Maybe there's something to it. And then uh, they got, uh, they got thumped also via home run by, uh, by technically a former Dodger. Yeah. Signed. Signed to the to a minor league deal and then traded to Cleveland. Cole Calhoun, former Angel as well, looking kind of like Jim Tomey, uh, launches a home run into the right field stands. Uh, he is having uh, a renaissance there. He's batting 306 on the season. I haven't looked to see what his total, but I've always liked Cole when he was with the Angels all those years. So yeah, he um, you know, he helped that. And there's there was a lot of a lot of offense for. Uh, the Guardians in that one. Uh, game two uh, stepped up with Xavion uh, Curry and uh, Clayton. Yeah, was on the mound now. What happened there? Because Clayton, it looks like a bullpen game. Well, so this game, it's Kershaw Day, and he's only on the mound for two innings. The tarp, the grounds crew comes out, and. You looked at the sky. It was, you know, there was rain in the forecast. Forbidding. It was forbidding. The sky was forbidding. As I looked out over the sky. 
You looked uh, over the sky? I looked out at the sky. I was going to say, were you in space? <laughs> yes, I was in space. I was looking from above. Uh, so Somebody the ground has a crew. God complex, it sounds like. <laughs> no. <laughs> the. Uh, the uh now i'm all <laughs> crazy i don't know what i'm saying well the ground let's just, crew let's, let's start the ground this. crew, the ground crew tried up. to be center stage in this yeah. uh in this whole uh the, at least the last two games yeah i mean they he's on the mound kershaw's on the mound for two innings then the tarps put on the field and it was put on the field 30 minutes before any rain fell um, they could have continued to play, but yeah, the grand crew had to have their glory. They're like, look at us, look how well we roll this tarp out. And, and, and that we're on top of things. And that we're on top of, before there's a drop, we looked at the sky. They have a God complex, I think, is more I like think, it. I think so, because <laughs> they were, they were on it. And thus, and thus, um, because they ended up calling that game. Uh, postponing yeah. it they didn't call it was it. They suspended it. yeah um that ended up you know meaning that clayton wasn't going to come out and pitch uh you know because it wasn't just like a 20 minute delay it no. was a you know 20 hour delay and, <laughs> yeah uh, they, it extended into the next day they set it up as a double header the next day um and uh you know, so the finish up and that's why there's only two two innings there the same for Xavion curry uh, he only got two innings. Even if it was 30 minutes, they may have seen three, possibly four innings out of each of them. But they, that would have been the end. It would have been a short outing either way, but not because yeah. of either one of either, what either one of them did, but because of what uh, the grounds crew did. But we so the game like was suspended, to, went into the next game. The Dodgers were up three to one in this game. So that carries over Mookie bets five for five. Five for five. Mm-hmm. Freddie, three for five. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played small ball, no home runs. Uh, they uh, they end up scoring six runs off of 14 hits, and they held uh, the Guardians to just one run and four hits amongst all of the uh, the relievers. Uh, it was uh, Gus Varland and uh, Ryan Brazier who gave up uh, the hits. Yeah, so then... Uh, because they had another game, so it kind of becomes the you know double header in this. Uh, and uh, the Dodgers, well, once again, let's 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 go back for a second. All right, we're in the ninth inning. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. And the grounds strikes again, and <laughs> and the Dodgers were like, "What? We don't even." They're looking out. There's no rain yeah. nearby. It's it's overcast, sure. Yes. And you could see it's coming. They could have finished that game. And then, you know, whatever time, when it rained, it didn't rain for a long time. But no. they could have finished the game. But instead, that put a hold on it. until, And it wasn't a long well, delay comparatively. But it could have ended up, you know, causing issues for for both teams yeah uh, it it really i mean wednesday's um rain it you know was called after the game was called after an hour and 37 minutes this one 
when they put the tarp on the field was 72 minute delay. So right. 72 minutes and, um, you know, not it's super long, but it's still long when you're thinking of, you got to go in the clubhouse, you got to keep loose, you got to, you know, what's your next plans. And not only that, you're playing another game. Right. You still have another game to go. They could have let that be and then taken that time in between games to let it rain or do whatever. Because the, the the way it was set was 30 minutes difference right. because it's a getaway day. Yeah. We got to get and, these uh, games in. Exactly. And the Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers needed to uh, to get out of there to head east. Um, so they end up, uh, like I said, you, they won that one, the, the delayed game. Uh, six to one. Mookie has a career day, and uh, and they play the second game, and you know Mookie's two for three on that one. So in one day, Mookie's seven for eight. <laughs> Crazy. Now this is also Kike uh, Hernandez's birthday, and uh, he you know gives himself a nice little birthday present. Uh, he goes three for five, has two doubles and a home run. And it's also um, Kobe Bryant day. Right. Oh, everybody. Yeah. And he wears number eight uh, well, now. Eight twenty four. Right. I mean, before when he was with the Dodgers, he wore number 14, but now he wears eight. And the reason he chose eight was because of Kobe. Right. So he's going to be getting his statue. Mm-hmm. In front of uh, whatever they call it now, crypto.com or whatever. I like. I I don't know why they haven't called it the crypt. Yeah, I that know. would be fun. But Staples Center, uh, Kobe's going to be have a stay, and they're doing it in February. So it's two eight twenty four. Oh, the nice. Yeah. Very. And cool. you know what the two is for, right? Probably no. That was Gianna's number. Oh, that's right. Yes. It's number two. So by doing it yeah. February. They eight, get everybody. They get all three numbers in there. Yes. I like and it. She is reflected in that statue as well. From That's what right. I understand. Yeah. It's we haven't the two seen of it them. yet. It's a closely guarded secret. Uh, anyway, Dodgers, uh, like I said, won nine to three in the uh, nightcap or the afternoon cap. The um, we'll call it the um, the non uh, grounds crew impeded game. Yeah, and uh, Ryan Pepio is back. Now, this also is a, and it's a kind of a, it, it's a bullpen game, but it's um, Caleb Ferguson starts. He pitches an inning. Ryan Yarbrough goes three innings. And then uh, Ryan Pepio comes in and goes four. And uh, it, it doesn't, you know, doesn't look too bad. It has six strikeouts, uh, six strikeouts. Yeah, home run. Um, gives up three hits, so and a run, and oh, then Evan Phillips, of course. Did I'm I'm wondering, did they just want to get Yarbrough some work at that point? Because the last time that Pepio pitched, uh, Ferguson pitched the first inning, and the Pepio picked it up in the second. Right. Um, I I think so. I mean, maybe they wanted. I don't know how long it had been since uh, Yarbrough had pitched, so. He had pitched. He hadn't pitched at all in this particular. Um, so yeah, maybe they and, just wanted to get him in and get some work and. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this: since the trade deadline, 
we were all disappointed. Uh, the Dodgers pitching has been overall pretty good. We we knew that the um, that the uh, offense was there. I mean, just let's say uh, we we look to Boston, uh, the homecoming for. Honestly, there were quite a few guys that was either coming back to Boston after playing there. We know Mookie hadn't been back to Boston to play since he was traded. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, of course, is the first time Kike has been back, but that hasn't been that long. And then, of course, all the Dodgers, you know, Alex Verdugo, former Dodger, was traded for Mookie. Right. And uh, and so, you know, he's there. JT, uh, a, JT is there. Kinley, Kinley, Chris um, Martin, Chris Martin, exactly. Ryan uh, Brazier, Ryan Brazier, could, yep, yep. Uh, now one guy who didn't make the trip, he's in Arizona because he's on the IL and he's working it out. JD Martinez would have been right. another one. Yep. So and they were showing uh, Doc Roberts. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he found his name on the door in the scoreboard board, you know, that you write, you sign your name first time yes. you go out there. Uh, but he hadn't found it ever before. He found it this time. Yeah. That he went. Um, anyway, the next, here it is. They're in Boston. Um, didn't really make any difference that they were in Boston. Freddie Freeman took over for uh, Mookie. Mookie did all the damage in Cleveland. Freddie went four for five and a double. Once again, small ball. They did not hit a home run in their first game out against uh, against the Sox. They walk away with a 7-4 win. Yeah. Uh, they were down 3 nothing early in the game, but in the 6th and 7th, they scored six runs and then one more in the ninth to walk away. That And that was even with two errors. Yeah, the two errors. And then uh, Lance Lynn is on the hill. He does give up two home runs, which we haven't seen. Uh, lately, but he did give up two home runs. One of them was right off the, right off the bat to <laughs> Alex Verdugo, who, uh, the guys in the club Red Sox clubhouse were giving him a lot of grief. Like they didn't want you, they don't like you. And he kind of took that to heart, I think. And he kind of has a little bit of an attitude anyway. He's been disciplined twice. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so he was excited um, that he got that first home run and, uh, but yeah, Lance Lynn on the, on the mound, six innings does give up 10 hints, but, and, and the four runs, uh, Bruce star, Alex Bessia and Evan Phillips comes in, um, don't give up any runs and Evan gets his 20th save of the season. You know what? I wonder, I wonder if, uh, the Red Sox starter, what his favorite pitch is. Mm. His name is Cutter Crawford. Right. And I think, so his name is Cutter, spelled with the K. I think that's intentional because the K, strike. Strike out. Yeah, I think, and his favorite pitch is the changeup. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> I'm just making that up. Um, anyway, so they're they're able to uh, to walk away with the first game victory. They head to game number two where they actually uh, hop out. Um, actually they don't hop out to a lead. They, they, uh, they score the, a run in the first inning, another one in the fourth, but they allow the Red Sox to do the same. So going into the fifth inning, it's all tied up two two. Julio is on the mound for the Dodgers. Uh, and then they score two more in the fifth inning, 
but um, that's kind of where the wheels came off of their bus. Yeah, it just the Dodgers. Well, we go back. Alex Verdugo would just mention him because he became the first player in Red Sox history and the third major leaguer overall to hit a leadoff homer in the first inning in three straight games. Um, wow. So that's got to mention that. And uh, Julio, who has looked really good, gives up three home runs in this game. And uh, Adam Duvall hit a three-run homer over the Green Monster. And um, I think that pretty much sealed JT it. JT I mean, hit his home run right. on the on the Monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, overall... Uh, you know, they were doing well. It didn't look bad, but then they it just kind of fell apart on them. The Red Sox well, grab a victory. So Max Muncy was up to bat. He gets ejected along with Dave Roberts. Yes. So I think, yeah, that's the wheels just, you know, they were all ready. You know, the screws were all, the wheels were wobbly. Then this happens and... Just, yeah, it wasn't, they, it wasn't mean, a he good. He was upset with good with good reason as far as that the um, the pitch was not a strike. However, yeah. he should know better, and you know, so he starts arguing about it and rolling his eyes at the ump and and everything. The ump tosses him, and then here comes Doc and. Yeah, he tried to be reasonable, and Muncie did hit. It is his birthday, and he did hit a two-run uh, home run to break the tie but after that it just it, it was yeah, it I mean, wasn't he, pretty he was up five uh five times in the game he didn't get tossed out till late right late in the game because michael bush never got a chance to bat um, no. and he's the one that came in for him uh so that uh that honestly that's the only win uh for boston in this series um the sunday game the uh, the Dodgers uh, come back out and said, "Okay, we let you have one." Mookie came out and went three for five and hit a home run, two doubles, historical doubles, for Freddie Freeman, who also went three for five, uh, a home run by James Outman, and uh, they walk away with a seven to four victory. Yeah, bookends because Friday's game was seven to four, Sunday's game was seven to four. Um, Gavin Stone on the mound. I was concerned about that one because yes. he has not looked he has not looked that great. Uh, but he gets his first career victory. Um, Caleb Ferguson once again on the mound for an inning. But Stone pitches six innings, gives up five hits, the four runs. He does give up two home runs, but there was something different about him. Oh, three home runs. Sorry. Um, there was something different about him, just, you know, maybe the way he handled himself, um, because before he was looked always really nervous and very sweaty and he didn't have that. He had more right. composure this time around. He did. Um, yeah. Evan Phillips gets his 21st, uh, save, uh, Ryan Brazier again out there pitching against his former team that he won a World Series with. So, 
Yep. So overall, a uh, you know another great series for them. They keep winning the series, keeps them going. As of Sunday, the uh, the Dodgers are uh, eighty and forty nine. Uh, they're leading. Uh, they've got a twelve game uh, twelve game lead on uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, thirteen and a half on San Francisco. So at this point, provided there's not a collapse. Uh, they continue to win series. They're going to, you know, maintain their position uh, second to Atlanta. It looks like uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, Dodgers are now um, heading home after that, and they're going to be playing the Diamondbacks. And then uh, a four game series over the weekend versus the before mentioned Braves. Yeah, that's going to be a good series um and I, th- I think one that's you know the braves are how many games how many more games have they won <laughs> than the dodgers uh they're um, like uh four more wins than the dodgers yeah so, so like as of the is, weekend they're 84 and 45 yeah so this is that's you know that's an important series because you're looking at records and where you fall in the playoffs right the the because it's four games, if the Dodgers were able to sweep the series, they would put themselves in a position to be the uh, the number one seed for home field. Of course, they have to finish out the season strong. But if they were able to do that, even then, uh, if they can gain a little bit of ground and just keep it up and hope that uh, the Braves have a breakdown, or maybe because the Braves the Braves could uh, you know looking at where everybody's at. Uh, Philly's behind them about 12 and a half games. After that, it's Miami and they're 19 games out. As we keep getting closer to, um, you know, into September and that, the Dodgers right now, I think uh, as of the weekend, their their magic number's around 21. Playing like the Diamondbacks, that helps. They beat it. The Diamondbacks, their their magic number will go down by two each time as long as the D-backs are in, uh, in second place. You know, at this point, I don't see anybody overtaking them for the second uh, buy spot. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I want to mention too about Mookie Betts going back to Boston. He was, um, he said he was a little nervous and kind of had, you know, was kind of feeling tingly. Uh, his friend, you know, Freddie Freeman was there to help him through cause he had gone through it, you know, a little bit, but you know, Mookie was so many years removed, you know, for, for uh, Freddie, it was in more, you know, when that it happened, it was still open. Year. Yeah, and it was an open wound. It hadn't healed yet. Um, but Mookie said, you know, he loved being there. He appreciated um, the Red Sox and their organization, but he loves where he's at. Yeah, he he did make that a point more than once throughout the week. Uh, even before they went there, every time he got asked, it's like, hey, I'm that was a great time in my life, but I wouldn't trade this time for anything. Yeah. And um, he definitely, when you look at Mookie, it, sometimes you get players from other teams. It it doesn't feel like they're fully a uh, a member of your team. And then some guys come in and they become, and Mookie and Freddie too, um, have become like, Dodgers. And you know, what's interesting is, is that, um, Mookie's been playing so well, people are forgetting about 
Freddie in the MVP race and thinking that it's uh, just the two. Um, and, uh, you know, Acuna and, uh, and Mookie, but Freddie, and I think the reason is, is that Freddie just plays his position. He punches in, he punches out, but he's not showy. No, Mookie's not showy either, but Mookie plays more than one position. You know, there's just a lot going on there that people want to push that more. And, um, I, I think, you know, you've got to stop and think too about, um, Freddie, uh, as that he's not out of this race either. He's batting better than Mookie, um, and Acuna. He's got a better batting average overall. So I think it's going to be a tough race, um, between those three. Oh yeah, definitely. And this will be, this is going to be a good series against the Braves for the sole fact that you're going to have those three players all on the field. Right. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I hope it's, uh, more fun on the Dodger blue side. All right. Player of the week. I mean, I don't know who else you can go with. I, yeah, I, that's, I I I mean, I tried, I did. I looked, I tried and, um, I had to go, I had to go with Mookie bits. Yeah, I think Mookie, because overall, uh, as good of a week as Freddie had, Mookie had a better week. Yeah. I mean, I really did look at anyone other than <laughs> Mookie and Freddie. I tried, um, but it just it didn't work this time. All right, we're hopping in the bullpen cart, take a ride around baseball. And as always, we'll start it off with the players of the the week, MLB style. And it looks like we may have uh, influenced MLB on the NL player of the week. Yes, it was all us. No one else, just us. Um, This is interesting, though. Um, We have the American League player of the week, the National League player of the week. Both of these players played against each other over the weekend and uh let's start with the american league player of the week adam duvall went 14 for 29 he had a 483 batting average 1.689 ops um in his seven starts and he had five home runs 12 rbis he also had five doubles he got on multiple times um in the six of seven appearances he had Uh, three straight games where he had home runs against the Astros. That's always good. Home runs against the Asterix is great. And then he had two more against the Dodgers. And the, uh, this also, I always say this, but this also marks the second time that Duvall has won the American League Player of the Week this season. The last time um, was back in April, which seems so far away. Yes, long, <laughs> long ago. And, and National League Player. Yes, National League Player of the Week, Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 for 26, home run, four doubles, seven RBIs, nine runs, two stolen bases, 615 average. His OPS was 1.540, even though he only hit the one home run. But as you mentioned, Dodgers played a lot of small ball in these uh, series. 
Uh, he is leading the league with a 1.018 OPS. He's batting overall. He's batting 315, 35 home runs, 93 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and uh, those are your players of the week. Awesome. All right, we've been talking about um, you know changes around uh, around baseball. We got uh, a couple guys we just heard about uh, being um, uh, maybe released, uh, so we'll get to them in a second. But uh, the saga of the White Sox, um, you know, it's been a long season. They just we talked about it last week. They fired their um, VP uh, of baseball operations and the GM. Um, now what (laughs) it it keeps going um i didn't realize and i guess i should have known this but uh hold on is it jerry it's jerry rice Rice, reinsdorf okay i didn't realize this but jerry reinsdorf also owns the chicago bulls yes so and he's 87 years old just so you know uh, but now we're hearing that he is rumored to be thinking about moving the team or selling the team or both. Um, now this seems really early to start thinking about this, but the lease at guaranteed rate field, um, is going to be up here in like six years. And so he's already thinking about maybe moving the White Sox. Now, it doesn't sound like he's going to move them that far. It sounds like they would stay in Chicago. They would just play somewhere else. Um, But as one fan said, what's the White Sox without the South Side and vice versa? Right. And And they played there. Forever. I mean, the yeah, the Comiskey Park, the old Comiskey Park, right across the street from where the new stadium sits. Yeah. Right. So it's not as if um, they moved there from someplace else in Chicago. Uh, there was uh, a, a thought about uh, Nashville, mm-hmm. to which prompted Nashville, uh, you know, officials to say, no, <laughs> they haven't come and talked to us about that. No, we and, don't know anything about that. And from what I understand, they really wouldn't want that. They want a a, a uh, expansion club, I think, more than mm-hmm. having, uh, you know, somebody else's club. Right. They want yeah. something they can build on their own. So now Chicago has, you know, this possibility. And like I said, this is in the future. Um, but the White Sox possibly moving to somewhere else, you know, in, in the Chicago land. But also the Chicago Bears could be moving. Um, now their lease is up at Soldier Field in 10 years, but these are still things that people are bringing up. And so not only do you have just turmoil in the clubhouse, what's going on on the field with the White Sox, fans are concerned they're going to leave the South Side. Um, so we'll see. Now well, the other, oh, you go ahead. Um, the, he did say that um, the reason that he's bringing it up now is, is that this is the time to start talking about those things. Right. Because otherwise you hang around, you wait and you wait. And then 
then it gets late. There's no chance to get uh, to build a new stadium or to get a new deal, um, you know, things like that. And then you're stuck. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I don't I don't doubt him with that. I just wonder what his motivation is now. I would say, and I said it before, um, sell the team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he already owns the Bulls. You know, just let somebody else have a, a you know, baseball team. You have a basketball team. Now the other thing that's this is this is crazy. There was a shooting at the uh, Friday night game, which last you know a week ago, uh, White Sox game, when they were playing the A's, and at the time there were um, two women that were injured, and it involved. They thought that the gun went off outside of the stadium, but now they're the police are very confident that it went inside. It went off inside the stadium and you know, they're looking outside for bullet casings. They're looking at everything. Now it has come out that one of the women snuck the gun into the stadium in the folds of her belly fat. Wow. And that it accidentally discharged. And so there was a woman who was hit in the thigh, I believe. And then this, she had this woman who where the <laughs> accidental discharge, um, you know, grazed her abdomen. The bullet grazed her abdomen. Well, because that's it just was, weird. It was I mean, in who, her belly fat. Right. <laughs> Who I mean, that's just crazy. And one, why do you need? And apparently they were both teachers at like a conference or something, and they were going to a baseball game. So why did the teacher feel like she needed a gun at the baseball game and that she concealed it in her belly fat? And is this something that she does on a regular basis? Is it in the classroom? What is the deal? I got to know. This is so weird that so it would even happen. you're an inquiry happen. kind of mind. You need to know. I do. What happened. You know what I wonder is, um, I, I had heard that too, but I didn't know what their situation was. Mm-hmm. Maybe she thought, I don't know where she's from, but maybe yeah. she thought that this, she's always heard the South Side of Chicago is the baddest power to town. I say that. All we the time, about it. but I say it because of Jim Croce, not right. because of of that. Now I've been to the South Side of Chicago, and there's some scary areas down there. But I can go. I've been in scary areas in L.A. and New York. I went to Newark, New Jersey, for goodness' sake. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of places, and there's places that aren't even big metropolises that are kind of scary. Um, That's true. So. Uh, I'm wondering now that you say that the thought that pops in my head is, is that she's from someplace. She goes, we're going to this game. I've heard it's a dangerous place. I'm going to make sure I have protection. Right. And I have to go through security. I can't just put it in, you know, my purse. Where can I hide it? My belly fat, my belly fat. And that, 
you know, now you got to start wondering what does it take for um you know you would have thought that'd be something that they could um you would have think that uh, that would have been something that uh uh they could get uh you know that they would find right but no. apparently maybe it's the density of uh, i don't know how big i'm assuming she was pretty big to have I- flaps like that um then it's too dense to for the for the um metal detector to read through it i guess Uh, yeah i i don't know i I, there's has to be more to the story and uh we will continue to uh talk about it if there's more yeah we'll have breaking news um it's just so it's just so crazy you know it's just bizarre um that that's you know and and that it happened, you know, at a White Sox game. Right. Yeah. That uh, a Braves game, maybe. White Sox. Right. I just um, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. Texas, you know. Texas. Maybe. Yeah. I. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So. But, uh, but I think anyway. in Texas you don't have to hide it. You don't have to hide no, it. No, you have open carry there. Yeah, but I don't think you can bring it into the stadium. No, you, yeah, yeah, you should have. Speaking of Texas, um, craziness all season long, where have they been? A number one, they've been on top looking down. Um, now they are tied with Houston for number two. Yeah, it's the worst nightmare come true. The, the Seattle Mariners are playing like we thought the Seattle Mariners would play. And it can, it's all thanks to uh, Julio Rodriguez. And we talked about what he had done last week, that he had more hits over a four-game streak than the Yankees did over the same four-game streak or period. Um, apparently, and I, I wish I could find it. I, I misplaced uh, where I got the stat. But he had done he's done something recently that hadn't been done since. 1925. Now you're 25 years too late. 1900. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody is breaking those 100 plus year old things this year. Thanks yeah. to Shohei. But every time you read something, this hasn't happened since 1856, you know? Yeah. But it's like, it's crazy how this is. But he has just been, we kind of thought maybe he fell off from his rookie of the year and he did have a tough beginning, but he has turned it on. And, uh, right now they look like they're going to get the buy. Will they be able to make it through? Will they be, I think if Seattle makes it to the world series and they're not playing the Dodgers, I will root for the Mariners mm, because right. they've never, they've never been there. Yeah. But, I don't know if Seattle's going to get past Baltimore. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. And I, Baltimore is my pick. Baltimore, so when we look at everything, um, you know, that's been the biggest change. Houston's been playing great. Um, Texas not playing great. Atlanta's been doing the same. Philly has been maintaining. Um, Miami's fallen off. The Mets overtook the Nats for last place in the East. What? I know it's crazy. Um, and remember at the beginning of the season with the national league, we pretty much figured it'll be the way the diamondbacks were playing. 
in the wild card, it would be uh, the Diamondbacks would probably win the West if they kept it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dodgers would be a wild card. Um, in the out of the East, you would have had obviously Atlanta and maybe, um, you know, one of the, another team from the East, uh, or you'd have the giants and you'd have three teams out of the West. Um, and, and, uh, with the central now, right now there's one team from each division, but just, um, as of Sunday, Philly, Chicago, and the, uh, and the D-backs are all the wild cards. But there for a little bit, it was Philly, Chicago, and Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. And, um, and all of a sudden, the Central was taking over the wild card. Now it's it's evenly matched. The Cubs are in there, like I said, the Phillies and uh, Arizona. And the, the Giants are only a game and a half back, plus the, the Reds as well, just a game and a half back. Be interesting to see what happens because this week the Reds and the Giants will be facing off. So one of them is going to maybe gain some ground. The other one is going to be out of luck. Yep. Uh, and then when we look at the uh, we look at the AL um, wild card, you know what? Exactly um, the same thing happened where the teams that we thought there for a while we thought it would be. Um, you know, one team from the West, one team from the Central, and three teams in the wild card from uh, from the East. And now it's only Tampa Bay in the wild card from the East, Texas and Houston. And if Texas doesn't pick it up, they're going to be out. Toronto's uh, two and a half games back, Boston four and a half games back, and then it's the Angels at ten and a half games back. And we know the Angels have pretty much written off their season. So it's going to be fun to watch how that all comes down. Um, and uh, especially with the AL West and what's going to happen with Texas and Houston uh, as they battle for second place, maybe, or will Seattle uh, kind of fall off to the side at some point and uh, just end up as a wildcard team as opposed to winning. Uh, they're only a game up on the Rangers and the asterisks. Uh, speaking of uh, of teams that um, had been doing well, were over 500, but have dropped lately, uh, the Yankees. And uh, one of the guys that uh, we kind of believed would not uh, not make it uh, through, um, and then for a minute there was some some rumors that he was going to continue on. Josh Donaldson has yeah. officially been released. Released from the Yankees. Um, he also joins Harrison Bader, who, you know, they got from the Cardinals. Was it last season? Yes. And um, he has been released. Uh, Noah Syndergaard has been released by the Guardians. Now, wow. I wonder, he was traded from the Dodgers to the Guardians. Um, he was pitching better, it seemed like, with the Guardians. And then he got released. I it's I was wondering is that part was that part of the trade deal? You know, let him pitch, let him get some zen, and then release him. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know that. To me, it's like if he's pitching well for you, and you're still trying to make it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're six games back of Minnesota, so chances are they're not going to win the Central. 
but in the uh, in the wild card, um, they're they're back uh, 11 and a half games. So they're kind of fading at this point. Um, and if they can't, you know, be winning more uh, more series than losing, then, yeah, it's going to be, you know, tough for them. Uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of players getting released in time so that they can be picked up by somebody else, which is nice that they're doing that. Um, I think the teams now are getting to that point just as they're getting to the beginning of September and realizing we're just playing out the string. And if we're going to win, we're going to win with what we have. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think so. You also had Tucker Barnhart who was released by the Cubs and, uh, Jerickson Profar was released by the Rockies. I mean, he used to be a drag. He probably at one point felt on top of the world. Plays for the Rockies and they release him. Yeah. Well, how did that make you feel that your team's in last place? Not, not a very good team. No. And, uh, and you're like, I got released from these guys. There's got to be other guys on here, you know. There's got to uh, be somebody else. Once again, he has the op. He has a chance. And when he was playing with the um, with the Dregs, he actually, um, I, I hated seeing him come up because yeah. he would all of a sudden, you know, get a hit out of nowhere or make yeah. a good play. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, he's not a bad player, but yeah, it's just. <laughs> You get released by the Rockies. Uh, Now, Trey Mancini had been released by the Cubs, and he has been signed uh, to a minor league contract with the Reds. And uh, the Giants are signing Paul uh, DeYoung to a um, major league contract. So he was recently designated for assignment by the Blue Jays. And the Giants picked him after, up so. after the trade that they, after uh, the trade. they made for him. Yeah. So they did. Those are the trades that just didn't work out. And now, you know, that's uh, that's the issue. So, now, uh, yeah. One guy uh, who I think this is long overdue, uh, Steven Strausberg. He is planning to retire. Uh, there's going to be a news conference coming up here probably in the next week week and a half he had signed a huge contract seven year 245 million dollar contract prior to the 2020 season but he hasn't pitched since then and um you know it's not like i said it's not really surprising in the four years that that uh, in almost four years that the contract's been um Signed, he has only thrown 31 and a third total uh, innings. Um, He's had thoracic outlet syndrome, um, and he had surgery for that, and he's just continued to have um, injury issues. And so, yeah, this will, this is probably a good move on his part, you know, just go out. He was, you know, won a World Series, won MVP of that uh, World Series. So, I think that his, um, I think that his career was uh, issues were caused by the Nationals. 
they handled him with such kid gloves mm-hmm. that he never got a point that he, you know, he, he worked, you know, um, worked up his arm, built everything up. Uh, so the slightest thing, he was, uh, you know, very fragile. It felt yeah. like. Yeah. That's true. He's always on the, it was all always on the IL. Something was going on. So this is a good move probably for him and his family. Um, just, you know, just retire. It's time. Well, you know, that's one thing that, uh, that him retiring will guarantee that he won't spend another day on the wheel. Oh, I I wonder what it's going to be like when he's not busy. (laughs) He won't know what to do with himself. Uh, Tony Gonson, we had mentioned last week, was placed on the 15-day IL. We have since learned that he is having Tommy John surgery tomorrow. And um, they said he had a forearm soreness. It has now come out that he had a scan done in June and it did reveal a UCL tear at that point, but he was advised um, by the, uh, the I guess he's kind of the team doctor. Um, and I don't, that Is he that could L. keep. L. Atrache? Yes, Dr. L. Atrache. He could keep pitching through it. Um, he saw this, you know, he, he wanted to help Dave Roberts at the same thing. The rotation was in shambles. Tony wanted to go out, you know, keep pitching what he could do. Um, He wanted to keep going. But as we have seen over the season, he just never had good stuff. Um, And his, obviously his arm, you know, it just kept getting worse. So uh, no timetable on his return. Um, You know, usually there, you know, he's going to be out for the season. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Because he's got, he's going to have the, um, you know, he's having the, uh, the surgery, so right. he's not going to be, he won't even be back next season. Right. And I think when I say out for the season, I think that's what I mean. Like next season, like this season's over. It's yeah. He's, he's, he's done, done this season and next season is, yeah. is already over for him too. Yeah. Uh, Felix Batista of the Orioles is on the 15 day IL with a UCL injury. Don't know the extent of that injury. Don't know anything Ooh. about if he is having, going to have surgery you know that has not been released but we'll keep an eye on that um we mentioned mike trout is back on the il uh chase Silth- seth has been placed on the seven day concussion protocol list um starling Marte is on the 10 day il with a growing groin injury you darvish is on the 15 day il with right elbow inflammation uh bo bichette is on the 10 day il with a right quadriceps injury and Matt Chapman. This is my favorite one of this week. Matt Chapman's on the 10 day IO with a right middle finger sprain. How does that happen? I don't know. know. He was flipping it too much. Maybe so. That could be, that could be it. So um, I did find a list of pitchers uh, who have had Tommy John surgery this season. And just in the MLB, there are others that are, you know, in the minors, um, some college that are also on this list, 22 pitchers 
this season um, have wow. had surgery this year in 2023. So, wow. 22. So how much of that do you think is, um, is how they trained them? Um, do you think that the, uh, the pitch clock uh, had anything to do with it? Because even in college, they have pitch clock. Yeah. Timer. So um, what what's your your thoughts on that? I really do think that the pitch clock, we're seeing more injuries to pitchers, more pitchers on the IL. Uh, Nathan Avaldi is a good one. He, to just bring up, he's still on the IL. Um, Bruch Boshi thought that he would be off soon. Um, he had the same thing. Um, and then he started pitching, started doing rehab and, um, had pain in his side. So I don't know if that's an oblique injury. They didn't say, <gasps> they just said he had a pain in his side. Jacob deGrom having, you know, has had Tommy John surgery. Um, Shane McClanahan second. second. Yeah. See, uh, there, there, there's a lot of conversation about watching DeGrom. Mm-hmm. And how he recovers from his second one as related to Shohei. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just on the Dodgers, you have Dustin May, um, who is also, you know, he, he's had his Tommy John surgery, second Tommy John surgery within a very short period of time. Um, but I really do think that there is something to say about the pitch clock. I think it makes pitchers pitch differently. And the other thing that I have been doing some research, the new pitch, the sweeper seems to be an elbow killer. Mm, That doesn't surprise me. And so you see more pitchers using that pitch and more injuries are, we're seeing pop up. So yeah, I think the pitch clock definitely you don't have that time. Um, and it's seconds. It's not like you have a lot of time on the mound. But in between pitches, you're going to have now it's like, okay, we got to get set. We got to engage. Hitter needs to be engaged with the pitcher and vice versa. And um, it's just boom, boom, boom. It makes the game go, you know, quicker. But at to what extent? you know, of injuries for these players and And, uh, in particular, the pitchers. Right. I did hear the other day that, uh, we finally had a game with no, um, no violations. Oh, I'll have to look that up and see which game it was. But I did hear that, that, uh, you know, no violations, uh, pitcher or batter. Now, I mean, I think, I don't know. There's been talk about, the pitch clock in the playoffs and maybe putting, you know, more time on, on the pitch clock. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, then do we need the pitch clock in the playoffs? But they will still, the play, the pitch clock is here to stay. I mean, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, But will it be modified? I guess is the question. And is that something that MLB will look at when they're looking at these um, players and especially a player 
the caliber player of Shohei Otani, who is the face of MLB uh, worldwide, will that, you know, make them kind of take a step back and look at, um, you know, to have a conversation about the pitch clock. Right. But they have to admit um, that there was something wrong. Right, and that's the problem, is the uh, admitting part. Right, so they're they're going to maintain that uh, there was nothing wrong on their uh, on their end, and uh, and can tear continue on. So, um, yeah, hopefully they get to it, realize what's going on. That will uh, help maybe them adjust the rules to make it so that it's uh you know having so many players faster games is fine. And if you don't care about the game as much, you like going to games, but it doesn't matter who's playing. But when you have so many players that are out on the injured list, especially pitchers, and it can be traced back to that, then you need to do something. You run through all your best players uh, because of these things. And that'll do it for... This edition of the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast, find us online, siblingrivalrybb.com. Check out our Fanatics link, and uh, you can get any team's gear, uh, even some golfers. I think they've even got, like, uh, Formula One drivers or maybe NASCAR drivers. I don't know. But I think they've they, got everything. Just about. U.S. Open. Is, yep. Uh, you can get all that uh, all that stuff. Uh, all right there on the Fanatics link. You help the show out. We really appreciate that. Make sure you're telling your friends about the uh, the show. Get everybody listening. Like I said, you can uh, you know tell the telemarketer, tell a stranger on the street, even serial killers. Just tell whoever you can about uh, about our podcast. You'll find us on Twitter at Sibling Rivalry BB without the A. And on Instagram and Facebook at Sibling Rivalry BB with the A. And until next week when we'll uh, see more where things are going for the Dodgers. What happens now with all of the changes the Angels just made? Uh, will they completely fall apart? Or will this be like a, one of those things where they make these big changes and all of a sudden they get inspired? <laughs> they could get inspired. And what happens to all of those players who don't have a team right now? Where do they shake out? So we will take a look at all of that and more on the next episode of the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. You have a great week, and don't forget to swing away. <laughs>